This show is supported by State Farm. You have insurance for your home, your health, and your car. Why don't you have insurance for your small business? So many small business owners think they don't need or don't even know about small business insurance. Protecting a source of revenue is one thing, but so is protecting all of your hard work and your team members. State Farm agents are all small business owners too, so they know how to help small business owners choose personalized policies that fit their budgets. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I call an 888 Money Pit. The Money Pit is presented by Bonide. Quickcrete and Home Advisor. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. What are you working on this beautiful summer day? If it's your house, you are in exactly the right place because we are as well. In fact, our work is helping you with your work. So if there's a design project on your to-do list, a repair, a remodel, you're planning for the future, maybe you're already starting to scope out projects that you can do this fall. We would love to talk with you about that and help you figure out the best way to get it done once, get it done right, and not have to get it done ever again. (laughs) It's the best plan. (laughs) Exactly. By calling us at 888 Money Pit. Coming up on today's show, if you've been roasting this summer and you're ready to buy a bigger and better air conditioner to keep cool, you may be surprised to learn that bigger is not always better for your comfort. We'll have tips on how to pick the best AC for your home in just a bit. Plus, do summertime allergies have you hacking and sneezing even on the sunniest of days? We're going to share five things that you can do inside your home to breathe easy all summer long. And if you've got four-legged family members like us, we've got tips on how you can make your yard more pet-friendly and safe for your pooch. And don't let bugs get the best of your garden this summer. We're giving away a supply of Captain Jack's Dead Bug Brew from Bonide. This ready-to-spray product is all natural. It's an insecticide that you can use on veggies, ornamentals, and many other plants. That package is worth 50 bucks, going out to one caller drawn at random. So make that you. Call us right now at 888-MONEYPIT or post your question to the Money Pit's community page at moneypit.com. Let's get to it. Leslie, who's first? Margaret in Wisconsin, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? Well, I have a problem with my concrete slab in the back of my house where I'd like to put a patio set. Okay. And it's turned dark. Okay. The sun does not get at it that much. Mm-hmm. It's not a mold, but it just turned dark. Yeah. Well, it might be an algae, an algae or a mildew, maybe mold, you don't know. But what I would suggest you do is to pick up a product called Spray and Forget. That's their website too, sprayandforget.com. It's sold at major retailers like Home Depot and others. And you simply apply the product, and within a couple of days, you'll see that the patio will start to lighten, and it takes those stains away. It goes to work uh, with uh, the moisture in the air and the sunlight. It activates and then, and then kills mold, moss, mildew, and algae. Oh, great. Great, because it looks terrible. Yeah, I think it'll look a lot better, Margaret, okay? Well, thank you. Good luck with that project. Doug in Rhode Island's on the line and has a question about a water heater. What can we do for you? I'm considering changing the anode rod in my natural gas water heater because I'm told that it's necessary to change. Now, it's a 12-year uh, heater, a water heater. So is is 
just something I definitely need to do. Are you having any issues with uh, odor in the hot water? Does it smell like sulfur or rotten eggs? No. Then I say no, don't do it. It's it's really hard to do this project because sometimes the anorods get really locked in. The the bolt on top that you have to take out to get to them and pull it out is gets really corrosive. So it's a hard project to do. You may damage the water heater in the, in the, in the process. It's already made it to 12 years. So, I mean, you're not going to expect to have a lot more years out of it anyway. And I don't, I wouldn't recommend putting any money into a 12 year old water heater. Yeah. I was reading something where it's, uh, it is a little difficult to get it out. Yeah, it is. That's why I say, you know, when the water heater starts getting up on age, it's, it's probably not worth it. Okay. I appreciate it. You're welcome, sir. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Susan in California is on the line and needs some help with a driveway makeover. What's going on at your money pit? <laughs> I'm so glad you said the money pit because that's exactly what it is. And now it's the driveway, <laughs> about 1,200 square feet, and it's uh, been it's about 38 years old, and it needs something else done. And I really don't want to resurface it with uh, blacktop. What are my options? So it's an asphalt driveway now. That's what you're starting with. Yes. Yeah. Listen, I got news for you, Susan. A 38-year-old roadway needs to be replaced. (laughs) And that's exactly what you have. Whether it's a road that goes down the street or a road that's a highway, nothing lasts 38 years. And if you've gotten 38 years out of that driveway, uh, it's time for a new one. And sure, you can keep slapping sealer on it and patching the cracks and all of that. But at that age, it's got to go. What's the best way? Do they just remove the whole thing and then start from scratch? Or what's the best way to go? I think that's the best way. In most cases, that's the best way. You can resurface it. But if you want to make sure that the base is really solid, you know, you would take off the old. They would put a new base down. They would compact it with machines. So it's really, really solid. And then they would apply a new asphalt on top of that. Um, I would make sure I got a specification as to exactly how many inches of this material they're going to put down so that you can compare apples to apples when you're looking at at different contractors. But I think that's going to be your best solution. Okay. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome, Susan. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. As we're quickly approaching the July 4th holiday, what are you working on at your money pit to get your house ready for maybe some festivities and celebrating? We're here to give a hand. Give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT, presented by HomeAdvisor, the fast and easy way to find the right pro for any kind of home project, whether it's a small repair or a major remodel. Up next on the hot days ahead, have you planned to buy a new room air conditioner? Well, we're going to share a surprisingly common mistake that can leave your home feeling damp and musty instead of cool and comfortable after this. You live in a money pit. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. 
and they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-Pro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. The Money Pit is presented by Quick Creek Fast Setting Concrete Mix in the Red Bag. Make your next outdoor concrete project quick and easy. Quick Creek Fast Setting Concrete Mix. Look for it in the Red Bag. Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Hey, what are you working on? If it's a new kitchen, a new bathroom, perhaps some new flooring, give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEY-PIT, presented by HomeAdvisor. HomeAdvisor can help you get those projects done by instantly matching you with the right pro for the job for free. So, Leslie, I guess uh, July 4th is right around the corner here. It's coming up pretty soon. It sure is. And uh, I was up in the attic the other day taking a look at my Christmas lights. Now, you might think, why would I be doing that? It occurred to me that I had gotten these fancy new LED app lights for Christmas, right? Because I was ready to upgrade all my lights. And I looked at the app, and aside from all the Christmas sort of you know, stuff around it. I thought, wait a minute, I can set these to red, white, and blue. So I'm going to put them out oh, on my fence super fun. and you can program them for any color scheme you want. So if you want to make them like orange and black for Halloween, you could do that. Or if you want to make them red, white, and blue for uh, the 4th of July, perfect. We had a graduation party for my daughter who graduated from uh, JMU, James Madison University uh, in uh, Virginia. Their color is uh, sort of a purple. So we had purple lights for the party. But it was kind of fun, app lights, and uh, I really enjoyed them this past holiday season. We've been finding lots of uses for them now since. So 4th of July, red, white, and blue it is. And you know what? It's kind of the best for the people who never, ever want to take their holiday decor down. <laughs> now you kind right. of don't have to because you real can just excuse. make it year-round. Exactly. There's a reason <laughs> that you left it up year-round. Oh, my goodness. I <laughs> love it. And hey, if you're a gardener, there's another great reason to call us right now at 888 Pit because we're going to help you beat back those summer bugs that might be invading your green space. Yeah, that's right. We've got a supply of Captain Jack's Dead Bug Brew. I mean, you got to love it. It sounds really piratey, so you know it's got to be effective. But really, guys, it's an all-natural insecticide for use on veggies, ornamentals, and a ton of other plants. It's ready to spray so you don't have to mix it. You just hook it to your garden hose and turn it on, and it automatically mixes at the correct rate. And it's easily going to control those chewing insects such as bagworms, tomato hornworm, tent caterpillars, gypsy moths, and so many others that are giving me the heebie-jeebies right now, which I know are crawling around in our yard and garden, but they don't have to be. The Ready to Spray product retails for $29.99, but we're throwing in a pint of the concentrate, too, so this package is worth almost 50 bucks. You can learn more about both at bonide.com, B-O-N-I-D-E.com. And that Captain Jack's Dead Bug Brew is going out to one listener drawn at random. Make that you. Pick up the phone and call us right now at one eight 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 Money Pit. Michael in Tennessee is on the line with a shower question. What can we do for you? You just had a previous broadcast, and there was a gentleman that called in and had a fiberglass shower stall that was given away under his feet. And I think the determination was that it hadn't been installed properly. So um, 
in the process, we're we're building a house now and have a couple of those fiberglass shower stalls, and I know that they haven't been put on a any kind of mortar bed or anything. So I was curious if it's if you can use an expanding foam spray to sort of help support that bottom, or is that sort of not a good thing? Or is there another product that can be used if it wasn't installed on a bed already? Yeah, I've heard of that being done that way. People use products like Great Stuff to go in from the bottom and drill holes in the floor and fill that space up. The thing is, you've got to really do it really carefully because you want it to be able to expand back into the area you don't care about because if it expands upward, it's going to crack the shower pan. So it's got to be done really carefully. Let's say you're working on the second floor and you can get underneath it, or if, let's say there's a crawl space and you get underneath it and you apply it from there and just kind of watch the expansion and let it drip down uh, towards that unfinished side, I think you could get some decent support in there by doing it that way. Okay, great. Appreciate the help. Make sure you let it dry, though, before you use that tub, right? Because we don't <laughs> want to squish it out. Yeah, very good. I enjoy listening to you guys. Thanks a bunch. Well, thank you very much. Sharon in Ohio is on the line with a sump pump question. How can we help you? Uh, we have an issue with our furnace. It seems to be pulling sewer gas from our sump pump because that's where it drains into, and we can't figure out how to solve the issue. Temporarily, so, temporary solution is to pour water in the sump pump. But then about three or four days later, we turn the furnace on and it draws the sewage gas air again. Well, let's talk about this. So first of all, what water from the furnace is being drained into the sump pump? Are you talking about the uh, condensate line from the air conditioning system? Yes, sir. Is there a return duct in the basement area where this is or in the room where this is? Or do you think it's coming in through the drain pipe? We think it's coming in from the sump pump, and it's a wintertime issue because it happens when we turn the furnace on. Well, if you think it's it's because it's reversing, it's pulling whatever soil gas is causing this unpleasant odor, if you think it's coming in because of the drain line, there's a really simple solution. Put a trap in it. So if the drain line has a P-trap, kind of the same kind of that sort of uh, U-shaped pipe that's underneath the bathroom sink, then that pipe will stay filled with water and will not allow any gases, any air to back up through it and get into the furnace. That's not built into the furnace already? Not always. I mean, it depends on the workmanship of the installer. But no, you would see it on the outside. If you don't see a P-trap, it doesn't have one. The other thing that could be causing this, and sometimes this happens, is, is occasionally, and I don't want to freak you out, but occasionally you'll get a rodent that will die inside of a return duct. And if that happens, yeah, the stink can go on for quite a while. But I would take a look at that drain line, and if it doesn't have a trap in it, do that. And uh, make sure it's filled with water when you start, if it's the winter, because it won't be. Uh, and I think you won't find any more uh, air gets through that pipe. Sharon, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, if you're planning to buy a room air conditioner this summer, one of the most important considerations is the size of the unit. But contrary to what you might think, bigger is not better. Yeah, that's right. And here's why. A unit with too much cooling capacity can actually waste energy. And one that's too small is not going to do a very good job of keeping you comfortable. Plus, there is something else that very few people understand, and that's that an oversized unit will quickly cool the air, which is good, right? But it doesn't run long enough to dehumidify your home, which is bad. So what happens is it ends up being a very damp and musty feeling instead of cool and comfortable. So going too big is not a good idea. Yeah. Now, determining the best size air conditioner for your room actually depends on a number of factors, including the type of air conditioner unit that you plan to install, the size of the room that you need to install it in, and the size of the window. All of these things are going to help you figure out which AC to get. 
Yeah, and most manufacturers offer calculators that can step you through the most important considerations and kind of deliver the right recommendation. And But also, if you've got the choice, r- remember, you always want to install a room air conditioner on the shady side of the room. So if you've got one side of the room that is in more shade than the other, that's where the AC should go. Because if you keep it out of direct sun, it's going to make it run much more efficiently. Yeah, that's a really good point because you're right. It doesn't need to be in the sun. If you're having trouble keeping your cool because the project's not going well, give us a call right now. We are here to help at 1-888-MONEYPIT. Ken in Texas, you've got the Money Pit. What can we do for you? Uh, we had a contract to rebuild a little cottage. The upstairs is 790 foot, and then the bottom is a garage, and we might make half of it another bedroom but we was debating on whether to put in the ductless mini split system or they mentioned this high velocity little three inch fence system but i think i'm pretty much going to go with the ductless mini split yeah i mean the high velocity systems are good for especially for older houses where it's hard to run duct work but i found that they're pretty expensive especially a small project like that I think a ductless mini split will work fine, and you can get one that both heats and cools. Now, how many rooms are in this uh, seven hundred square foot cottage? Well, it's like seven ninety five upstairs. But what I was figuring on is going with the forty eight forty eight thousand BTU, and then go or not forty eight hundred, excuse me, and then do two eighteen where we're going to live at eighteen upstairs and one. 12,000 downstairs, that's not right. Well, there's a heat loss calculation that you can do and your, your HVAC contractor should do for you. But my the reason I asked you about how many rooms is you just want to make sure that the AC can get to all the rooms because split ductless means it's one point. It's, we're, it's one great big room upstairs, you know, one open room upstairs. I was going to put one on each end. I mean, I think you're best to consult with an HVAC pro. You have to also keep in mind that each of the split systems, the one piece that's on the inside goes to its own individual condensing unit on the exterior. Now, there are um, commercial-grade split systems that I've used on episodes of Hotel Impossible that contain multiple interior units that go to one condensing unit. So speaking with a pro, they might be able to give you a better idea of which options would work well to minimize the amount of units on the exterior and maximize the amount of cooling. Ken, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. All right, now we've got Gail on the line with a question about her oven. What's going on? Yes, um, I have a stove that just electric stove, and it's about uh, five to six years old, but um, it's a self-cleaning oven. And um, right after I right after I received it, um, it seems as though there's in between the glass on the door. Um, it doesn't clean that when I use the, um, the automatic cleaner. And I just wondered how I clean in between the glass on the oven door. That's a tough space to clean. And I agree. I don't think you can. I think what you have to do is take it apart. And that can be done. The door has to be disassembled. And so it depends on how comfortable you feel about taking that project on. It's not sealed glass in the sense of like a a double-pane window. It's really two pieces of glass, and sometimes because of heat and humidity and steam, it gets in there and it discolors. But you have to disassemble that door if you really want to get it clean. So it's obviously not not the kind of thing you want to do every time you clean your oven. No, and I noticed that it looks like there's like Phillips head screws at the bottom part of the door, but the top part, it doesn't look, it's not a regular screw. It's, it's just, it's something that, you know, it doesn't fit a screwdriver. 
So I don't know if that bottom pot, you know, and I'm afraid that once I get that undone, I'm not going to be able to get it back. Yeah, get it back together again. Now I hear, I hear you. I hear you. You know, um, I know that there are some great videos online of people doing this. I've seen them. And so you could, you could take a look at YouTube, but the process is going to be to disassemble that door. Now it's going to come apart one way or the other. The types of fasteners you're, you're describing, you know, maybe the type of fastener that needs a specialized, uh, not a screwdriver, but like a nut driver or something of that nature or like an Allen wrench or something like that. Um, but it will eventually come apart. You're just going to have to figure out how to do that. But if you're not comfortable with that process, if you're not really mechanical and are afraid to get into that because you might be not be able to, to fix it, then I think you should just kind of learn to live with it, unfortunately. Now, is this true of all brands? Does it matter which brand it is? Do they all have to be... You know, does it happen to them all, or um, have you heard? Some may be better than others, um, but, you know, if it's happened to you, it doesn't really matter if it's happened to anybody else because you don't want to have to replace that oven. You really just want to make sure you can get it clean. So that's what you need to do. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate your help. All right. Thanks so much for calling the Money Pit. Just ahead, do summertime allergies have you hacking and sneezing even on the sunniest of days? I know my family and I suffer all year long, and this year has been terrible. We're going to share some tips to help you breathe easy all this summer next. This show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan. Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business, but yourself as a business owner and all current and future team members. State Farm agents know what it takes to run and protect a small business because State Farm agents are all small business owners and they live and work in your community. So they're deeply attuned to what's happening with other small businesses in your market. If you have a small business and are interested in making sure you're protected, reach out to your local State Farm agent to learn more about what you need. They'll help you find the right policy at the right price for your business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. The Money Pit is presented by Home Advisor. Find trusted home improvement pros for any project at homeadvisor.com. Making good homes better, this is The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, when it was cold just a few months back, all most of us could think about was the warmer weather ahead. But for allergy sufferers, all you can think about now is make it stop. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Well, there are some things that you can do to reduce the effects of the allergies and improve the air quality inside your home. With us to talk about that is Dan DeClerico, the expert with Home Advisor. Welcome, Dan. Hey, it's great to be here. So, Dan, I have been sneezing and coughing. My face is hurting. It is like the worst time of year already for allergies. 2018, like last year, it's, it's shaping up to be a doozy for allergy sufferers, unfortunately. I'm, I'm in the Northeast. We're having a, a little bit of a delayed uh, reaction here due to the harsh winter. But, um, yeah, across the country, people are really getting hit hard. And you can see it coming because you go out in the morning and your car is literally covered with pollen. Like, you just know. 
And that's what's landing on the car. You can only imagine what's landing in your lungs. The focus tends to be on the the outdoors, the tree pollen, the the ragweed, uh, and certainly those are major concerns for allergy sufferers. But you know, the the indoor pollution it can be two to five times more polluted inside. Combine that with, with the fact that we spend about ninety percent of our time indoors, and you can see why it's so important to take measures uh, inside your home to minimize the effects of all those airborne allergens. All right, so let's start there. Uh, the first tip you have is vacuum regularly. Obviously, that's a good idea, but the kind of vacuum you have makes a difference, doesn't it? Because sometimes if you don't have the right vacuum, it just shoots it out the back end. Absolutely. It starts with a quality vacuum. Look for that HEPA filter. I mean, it's really going to make a difference in terms of capturing and keeping those allergens inside the vacuum bag, as you say. So many vacuums have really terrible emissions, and uh, yeah, you're really, you, you may be picking up large particulates in the home, but you're not getting those airborne allergens. So vacuuming regularly is really the first and, you know, in many ways, the most important line of defense, especially if you have a lot of carpet or if there are pets at home, you know, you need to be pulling that vacuum out at least once a week. And I say, I say at least, uh, you know, a few times a week may be necessary this time of year. Is that ideal the once a week? Because I'm telling you between my kids and my pets, and the allergies, like if I could vacuum maybe five <laughs> times a day, I would. Uh, no, certainly. And it, yeah, it is, it is a little bit of a case-by-case, um, you know, scenario, but at least once a week. In those high-traffic areas, it's not overkill to be in a vacuuming two and three times a week, certainly. It's not just one and done. You know, you got to go over that same spot. You know, manufacturers recommend five or six times. And, you know, you mentioned so important if you have a lot of carpet, but if you are an allergy sufferer, having not so much carpet is a good thing. I mean, you're probably better off with hardwood floors and laminate floors tile floors because they're not going to have that filter effect of being able to hold all of those pollutants in. No, absolutely. I, I think that's a factor. We've seen a real, you know, move away from carpet over the last uh, decade, you know, the kind of wall-to-wall carpet that was that, that used to be popular has really given way to hardwood, and I, I do think that's a, that's part of it. As you know, as as allergy suffering has has increased, I think more and more people are taking that into consideration and, and going to hardwood or some other hard surface. Now, what about the HVAC system? I feel like that's the obvious place to start because it circulates all the air in your house, which obviously, if it's dusty or allergen filled, is going to be terrible for you. But I think a lot of people don't know where to start. Some people don't realize that there's filters in the system at all and that you have to change them. So if we don't know anything about the HVAC system, where do we start with that? Sure. Yeah. Forced air. So whether for heating or, or cooling, as, as you note there, it's really important uh, to, to maintain those filters. You know, we really strongly me- recommend uh, having the system service professionally at least once a year. You know, you're in for a couple hundred dollars, uh, you know, according to Home Advisor's True Cost Guide, but it is money really well spent. First of all, they're going to take care of the filter for you, and you're right to say that a lot of people don't realize there's a filter in there and that it needs to be changed several times throughout the year. Um, So, you know, a good uh, professional coming in and, and, you know, servicing the entire system, that is money really well spent, especially at, at the start of the season here. And then it's, it is incumbent upon the homeowner to change those filters. You know, we recommend at least once a month during the, during the high season when that, uh, you know, the heating or cooling system, when it's cranking uh, all day, you know, every day. It, it is important to change those filters. We're talking to Dan Clarico. He is the home expert with HomeAdvisor.com. So, Dan, speaking of the uh, HVAC system, we also know that we need to cut the humidity, so it's important to keep our home's humidity at that 30 to 50% level. And, of course, you can do that uh, with a dehumidifier if uh, if you have high moisture in your house and you want to avoid those damp basements, which can also 
harbor a lot of allergens, especially if they've got carpet. That's the worst possible combination, right? Moist basement and carpet. Not only are you holding the allergens there, but you're feeding them with the moisture. But I want to talk to you about your bed because this is an area that people don't think about. Safeguarding your bed. The, the thought of being able to sleep with these dust mites and these allergens all around you is pretty gross. But there are some simple ways that you can protect yourself in that space, right? Absolutely. In, in case your mattress in an allergen-proof cover, that is step number one. The mattress, as well as the box spring, and even the pillows, you know, putting those covers on is really going to go far to, to uh, preventing those allergens. Now is a great time of year to give the mattress a really deep clean. Strip it bare, sprinkle it with baking soda. You can be pretty liberal here. You know, pour about half a box of baking soda on it. Ideally, leave it overnight and then come back the next day and vacuum up that baking soda. It's going gonna, it's gonna to kill all those allergens. It's also going to leave the mattress smelling fresh. So those are two important things you can do, uh, especially this time of year as, as allergy season really gets underway. Also take the time to wash your bedding on the hottest setting. Maybe you're, you know, hopefully washing it, you know, regularly, but, but <laughs> to, you know, take this chance to, <laughs> to make sure you really crank up the heat on the water there to kill all those allergens. And speaking of water, I think people forget that when you have, say, leaky pipes or water dripping in places, that tends to grow mold and mildew, and that's a big allergen for a lot of people. It really is, yeah. We know that about you know ten percent of homes have leaks that are wasting ninety gallons or more a day. So you know these leaks are real, uh, pipes, toilets, um, those sorts of things. And yes, absolutely, they're gonna if left unchecked, they're gonna lead to uh, rotting wood and, and mold and, and mildew and other things that can not only cause uh, a lot of allergies, but but can also kind of wreak havoc on the structure of your home. So very important to treat those leaks. Great advice on how to protect yourself from allergies this spring. Dan DeClerico, the home expert with Home Advisor. Thank you so much, Dan, for stopping by the Money Pit. Thanks, guys. And for more information on Home Advisor, check out their website, homeadvisor.com, where you can find a contractor for pretty much any home improvement project, just like I've done many times this past year. So great service, great site, homeadvisor.com. Dan DeClerico from Home Advisor, thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Just ahead, if you've got four-legged family members like us, is your yard play ready for that furry friend? We're going to have tips to help you create a safe and durable play space for your pets next. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. 
AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. The Money Pit is presented by Home Advisor. Find trusted home improvement pros for any project at homeadvisor.com. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we are here for one reason, and that's to help you take on your home improvement projects. Whether it's a do-it-yourself or a project you're going to get a pro to help with, give us a call right now. We'll talk you through the best way to get that done at 1-888-MONEY-PIT, presented by Home Advisor, the fast and easy way to find the best home service pros in your area. You can read reviews, compare prices, and book appointments online all for free. Marge in New Jersey is on the line with a kitchen question. How can we help you today? I have a uh, carousel in the kitchen for the kitchen cabinets. And uh, the shelf, the top one, is uh, dropped a lot. And I can't figure out how to go about to uh, secure it or how in the world do you repair something like that? So is this sort of like uh, what we would call a lazy Susan, like sits inside of a cabinet and spins around? Yes. And holes the pots and pans. They take a lot of wear and tear, don't they, Marge? I mean, uh, over all those years. Sure. Does it have to be replaced or can it be repaired? Well, it depends. I mean, the first thing you do is clean that cabinet out and take the existing carousel apart. Now, if the mechanism itself, uh, like the ball bearings have fallen apart, there's a bracket between the carousel and the bottom of the cabinet that has like two plates on them and they spin on ball bearings. If that uh, access has broken down, which it could over many years, you know, that uh, has to be replaced. And the thing is that those parts are all available, especially for those old cabinets. You can usually find them online if you if you research them. And essentially what has to happen here is you got to take that whole thing apart and then rebuild it. Now, this might be a job for a carpenter or a cabinet maker or somebody that's just handy enough to, to be able to tackle this. But I find that when I look at something like this, that, that cabinetry will speak to me. It will tell me how it went in and what has to be done to take it apart. If you look at it very carefully, you can usually figure it out because somebody put it in to begin with and there's got to be a way to disassemble it. Does that make sense? Uh, yes, that does. Now, since there are two uh, uh, levels, one on the bottom and one on the top, the ball bearings would be in the bottom level so that if I start unscrewing everything... Uh, where would I find them? Does it make a difference if it's a two-shelfer? There's one shelf way on the bottom, then there's a space, and then Mm -hmm. you have another shelf. Right. I don't think it makes a difference because I think it's all part of the same assembly. And and the ball bearings are going to be on the bottom, not the top. The top, it may have like an access point, like an axle, but the spin is going to be under where all the weight is. Okay, so that's that's the side of it. Does this carousel uh, still move or is it too stiff? No, it still moves. It still moves. What part of it is broken, Marge? Uh, the, the actual shelf itself, the top shelf, appears to have dropped 
about uh, eight inches. All right. So here's what I would do. If it was just the top shelf that, that dropped, I would look for a way to repair that top shelf. And I can't tell you exactly how to do it, but probably figure out a creative way. If that's dropped down, if it's sitting like on a center column, then they have to get something up underneath that to support it. Okay. All right. So that's what I'll do. Good luck. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, if you're a pet owner, you might be surprised to learn how often yards can be unsafe for your pets to play in. But creating a safe, dog-friendly space for your pet is easier than you think. The first step is you got to map out your yard with your dog in mind. Yeah, features like soft foliage, sturdy turf grass, smooth stones, and dog toys can definitely help your pet feel at home. You might also think about adding a water station so your pet can hydrate after some time playing, or even maybe a fun water feature that can help the pooch cool off when it's hot. All great ideas, and we've got a complete list on how to make your yard pet-friendly on moneypit.com. And in Illinois is on the line with a question about a porch. How can we help you today? Well, I have this problem. This porch is closed in even on the north side, but the north side of it is not finished. And recently I have had this moldy, musty smell in it. Now, yesterday it was nice. I opened the windows and you couldn't smell it or when I have the dehumidifier on. But if I have neither... I can smell that musty smell. And my question is this. I've taken off the old insulation that was in there, and do I need to do anything like to the boards, to the wood, before I put the new insulation in it, and will that help? Okay, so first of all, this is a porch, so it's not a heated space. Is that correct? Yes. Why are you insulating it if it's not a heated space? I just thought maybe that would help the moisture for the Dampy smell? No, not not at all. In fact, it will make it worse. You want to, you, you basically want to let this dry out as easily as possible. Look, anything that's outside in it is always going to be uh, damp just because of the nature of it. But I don't think you want to close this in, add insulation or anything like that. That's just going to hold moisture, and it has absolutely zero benefit. Uh, as insulation because you're not trying to keep the heat on one side and the cold on the other. So I would definitely pull that insulation out, Anna, uh, and I would air out those spaces. And what I would also do is I would spray uh, those walls with uh, a good quality cleaner like Spray and Forget. That will take care of mold, mildew, algae, even dirt that forms on those walls and take that out of the equation as, as well. So pull the insulation out, spray them down, and then let them air out, and I think that will solve it. Anna, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Just ahead, are you new to the fantastic world of home ownership? Well, then very shortly, you'll probably also be new to the fantastic world of home improvement. (laughs) We're going to have some tips to help you get started on your very first project. Believe me, there'll be more down the road after this. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call with your home improvement or decor project at one 888 Pit, presented by Home Advisor. 
You can find out what it costs to do home projects before you hire a pro and instantly book one of HomeAdvisor's top-rated pros for free. All right, and you've got two pros right here now willing to give you a hand with whatever it is you are working on. So post your question in the community section, just like James in Texas did, who writes, I'm considering buying a home with textured walls. It looks like plaster was blown on. How hard is it going to be to smooth that out? <laughs> you know, really, really, really hard, James, because that those textured <laughs> walls easy. are... <laughs> yeah, they were popular at, at one period of time, but most people want to get rid of it. And the problem is that, that drywall itself is made of plaster with a paper surface. And it's not possible to get that spray plaster finish off the paper without damaging it. So the best thing for you to do is to think about ways that you might cover it. You could use a paneling, and there's a lot of beautiful wood panels today that are that are really nice and, and very trendy, frankly. And secondly, you might consider putting another layer of drywall on top of it. You can use thinner drywall, like three-eighths of an inch thick drywall, and then put it over those walls to kind of hide in that textured surface. You're going to have to adjust the, the depth of the light switches and the trim around doors and things like that. So it is a bit of work, but it's a lot easier than trying to take that plaster off. Or, of course, you could always tear the walls out if you really, really hate it, and then just start from scratch with the <laughs> drywall. I think what Tom is really saying is it's not easy. <laughs> exactly. So if you don't love it, there are ways to get rid of it. A lot of people don't like it. Sadly, it was popular for so long. So really, James, what you're figuring out is, you know, how much you hate it and how you want to get rid of it. Well, summer is the season when lots of home buying happens for millions of Americans. And that means being a first-time homeowner. If that's you, what do you need to know that us seasoned money pitters already do? Leslie's got the lowdown in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. Leslie? That's right, guys. Congratulations. You are now a proud owner of your very first home. Well, now what? <laughs> it's kind of like a baby. A home, you got to care for it. You got to love it. And quite frankly, nobody gives you directions on what to do with it once you're in there. So that's what we're here for. You know, as a first-time homeowner, it's your job to maintain your home year-round. So the first thing you want to do is invest in the tools you're going to need to do that. A basic toolbox should include a hammer, some screwdrivers, a pry bar, level, and an adjustable wrench. Now, you can also add power tools later, including a drill and a circ saw. Now, understanding the basics of your home's mechanical systems is a must. So you have to make sure that you know where the water main is and how to shut it off should there be an emergency. And you want to get acquainted with the fuse or the breaker box. Know where it is. Know what controls what. Keep a flashlight nearby in case the power goes out so you know how to get to it. Now, remember also that homeownership puts you in charge of covering all of the utilities. If the initial months in your new home have given you sticker shock over the cost of power and water, take some steps to manage your energy dollars from usage to actually how you use that. Now, finally, even if you're in a brand new home that's under a warranty, it's wise to have a contingency fund to cushion those curveballs that life can throw at a homeowner because believe me, they do happen. If you want some more great tips, just Google Money Pit first-time homeowner tips. We're going to give you lots of hands and lots of advice there. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. Coming up next time on the program, kitchen counters. They serve as the work surface for family life. 
I mean, if you think about it, it's where you fix your food, you eat meals, and maybe even end up paying the bills for them. But updating that top is a great project and one of the easiest ways to step up your entire kitchen design without spending a fortune. We'll tell you how to choose the best materials to do just that on the very next edition of The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. You live in a Money Pit. Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.